Beef Watch Podcast. I'm Aaron Berger, a Nebraska Extension Beef Educator. For today's Beef Watch Podcast, we will be discussing an article that Kayla Mollett wrote together with Dr. Mitch Stevenson for the April issue of the Beef Watch newsletter titled, What Should My Pastures Look Like? Interpreting Rangeland Monitoring Data. Thanks for joining me today, Dr. Stevenson. Thanks, Aaron. It's good to be here today. Well, the focus of this article that was written together with Kayla really focused on rangeland monitoring and a recent project that you both have been involved with that utilizes research data on Sandhills rangeland, looking at monitoring data from those sites and really starting to get some baseline information around what's happening with the ranch and what has been a history there in terms of their production management. Share with us more about the project, what you're hoping to learn, and what might be some things producers can take from it. Yeah, so we started this project last year, and it's a, it's a, it's a joint project. We, we got some funding through the NRCS to help with this project, as well as some funding with the Nebraska Integrated Beef Systems Initiative. And, and so what, what we really wanted to learn uh, was there's so much variability spatially across rangelands in Nebraska. And so we, we kind of focused it all on the sand hills. But, but one of the things that we were really trying to learn was what's that spatial variability look like in terms of plant communities across uh, upland sites on, in the sand hills. And so the main goal of this was to kind of try to create a, a library or a, a more knowledge on what does this look like in working landscapes, on working ranches that may have very different management strategies. And how does that change from like the Western Sand Hills to the Central Sand Hills? And then we'll be getting more into the Eastern Sand Hills this year. Um, and so the, the main uh, basis b- b- behind the, the project is that we've had several producers that we've reached out to and just asked them if we could come out and, and monitor their rangelands. And, and, and we've seen that there's quite a bit of diversity. I mean, the Sand Hills plant community is, is fairly complex. We have quite a few cool season grasses, warm season grasses, a number of forbs, uh, several of them pollinating flowers uh, and some shrubs as well. And, and so, you know, it's, it's at some of these sites, we, we saw anywhere between like 30 to, to over 60 species uh, of plants. And so, so really complex systems. And, and so when we, we think about monitoring, it's really kind of hard to pigeonhole what is a exact system or ecosystem out there uh, when that plant community can be quite variable depending on where you're at. And so we really wanted to, to, to get some data so we were better able to say, hey, here's kind of the range of ecosystems that are out there, or plant communities that are out there. And, um, and this is the range of cover. And so, so what we're, we're, we're looking at three different things uh, as we go out. We, we're, we're collecting uh, photo points is the first thing. I guess there's four. Photo, photo points are the first thing. The next thing we look at is ground cover. So, so whether it's covered by bare ground, whether it's covered by litter, or whether it's covered by the base of a plant. Um, and then we also look at frequency. And so the way we do that is we have a square frame uh, that we place on the ground and it's, it's 40 centimeters by 40 centimeters is the size we use. And then we identify every plant species in that frame and we place it a number of times across a, a given area. And so the frequency is essentially what we'd estimate that if you put a, a grid across the landscape with each of those 
uh, same size frames that it would be seen in that percentage. So it, it could be, uh, uh, let's say, a 50% prairie sand read means that in 50, if you were to walk out and lay down that frame, every time you took a step, you should see prairie sand read in 50% of them. And then the last thing we measure is, is called dry weight rank. And it's a, dry weight rank is essentially a visual estimate of what species are most important to the biomass. And we feel that that's pretty important because you can have some species that are very frequent, like uh, a lot of, we have a lot of sedges in the sand hills, uh, so they're really frequently observed, but oftentimes they don't give a lot of biomass because they're relatively small sedges. So with the dry weight rank, we're able to say, okay, how frequently is it observed and how much does that contribute to the total biomass of the plant community out there? And so those are the things that we're we're trying to accomplish with this project, and it's been it's been a really neat project to get out on the rangelands, and uh, and really just get some data on working landscapes. So as you go out and you do your monitoring, just give a little more detail. You mentioned photos. Are you taking both horizontal and shots down towards the ground? What do those photos look like, and how are you using that with your monitoring? Yeah, so we take landscape type shots. So, so we take it across the landscape. Every time we, we have a key site, so what we do typically is we, we sit down at a map, most of the time with a producer, and uh, we go over and we say, you know, what, what are some of your typical pastures out here, you know, that would, that would best exemplify your management practices. And we, we come away with, uh, you know, a handful of pastures that we think would be good to set up monitoring points in. And then, then we pull up a map that shows... Uh, the, the ecological sites because we're only focusing on slopes and dune tops for this project because inner, inner dunal swells can be a little bit different uh, and we just wanted to, to, to get as many on, every, on different ranches as we could so we, we decided to focus only on slopes and dunes which account for a majority of the land area and most, most, most pastures in the sand hills. And so we, we start by picking out a site that's about, we, we shoot for anywhere between uh, about a quarter of a mile away from water, uh, just because they're, they're just inherent grazing pressure differences when you're close to water. And so it kind of helps to pull it away from water to get a good, good measure of what the typical pasture would be. Uh, and then we, we pick a site and uh, we, we go out on that site, we, we take a GPS point, and then we pick... We have three different directions that we, we choose. First one's north, the next one's southwest, and the next one's southeast uh, that we do bearing. So it kind of is, has three different directions that we go with. And, um, and we take photo points at each of those three directions. And, and so there, there are some, some benefits in taking a picture look going straight down uh, that, that looks at some of the grass and you can pick up some of the bare ground. What we're trying to do is capture that more uh, across the landscape with our with our uh, with our vegetation monitoring, and so the the landscape photos seem to do pretty good for us with that. So, are these sites that you're going to come back to in subsequent years, or what does this look like in terms of documenting over time what's taking place with these? 
Yeah, so 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 the grant is that we're working on will go for uh, we'll we'll collect this year and then we'll collect uh, the the following year, so 2021, uh, and and hopefully we can collect in 2022 too. Uh, so so this is hopefully a three or four year project that we'll go back to the sites we collected 2019. We'll set up a few more sites this year and then we'll go back to all the sites uh, over the next two years. Um, one of the questions that we wanted to see is how uh, variable annually are some of these plant species. You know, in, in some of our sites, we just saw a lot of sunflower. Uh, and, you know, sunflower can be up and down a little bit uh, based on differences in year. And so we really wanted to capture some of that temporal variability as well as some of the spatial variability across the landscape. And then the nice thing about this is, is that we hope to be able to come back to these in five years and then in 10 years and to use these as a measure to track changes across these different rangelands. That's really a lot of times when we think about our rangelands changing, it does take quite a bit of time. I've listened to some researchers say that it needs to go through at least two or three different drought cycles before it'll start to see any changes with management. You know, others would say these long-term, decade-long projects are pretty important to measure some of this. And there are some areas in the Sandhills, especially around Halsey, there's a long-term data set there that they've been able to see kind of ups and downs of changes in the plant community. And, and yeah, it really is kind of interesting. And as you know, we think about as we think about monitoring, let's say on croplands, you know, it's fairly it's fairly straightforward. You plant the the crop, you go out and you check on the crop, and you, you monitor different things with soil health or production of the crop. When we look at our our rangelands and these native ecosystems, they can be quite variable and uh, quite challenging to really uh, to really collect that data in a meaningful way. And so uh, as we set up more of these sites across the Sandhills, we're hoping that, you know, in 10, 20 years, that we can go back to these sites and really see if those plant communities have shifted, uh, either for, for, for good or for worse, I guess, and, uh, and keep an idea of uh, some of these temporal changes that might be happening that are outside of management. Uh, you know, if we really start hitting some, some really bad drought years, you know, how might that affect the plant community with different management strategies or, or totally uh, just as the result of the drought, which hopefully, hopefully we can, we can get a better grasp on some of these things in the Sandhills because they are a unique uh, ecosystem. So as you think about the ranches you've done the monitoring on, is there some diversity in terms of management? What happens with those rangelands or Give some perspective on some of the things that you observe in terms of the people you're working with. Are they fairly similar in how they manage those resources, or is there some diversity there? Yeah, we we've tried to we've tried to get some diversity, and I think we've we've captured some. You know, we we've got we've got everything from uh, some pastures that are managed, uh, I'd say, season long or or most of the season, really kind of long grazing periods. Uh, and then we've got other producers who are fairly short. You know, they may only be in a pasture for, uh, you know, a week or two every year. And they're moving fairly quickly, larger herds and those types of things. And so it, so it, it really uh, expands across a gradient of, uh, you know, maybe conservative, not a lot of uh, uh, rotation, all the way up to 
maybe is more of a system that's pushing a little bit the system in terms of maybe stocking it a little bit heavier and frequently moving with uh, a short duration type grazing strategy. Anything else you're learning from the project or things you're hoping to learn that you think will be helpful to rangeland managers in the Sandhills? Yeah, we're going to be starting to take soil samples. It's always really good to, to have a, a baseline type understanding of what's out there. Uh, you know, sandhills, just by nature of what they are, are typically fairly low in organic matter. And so, but we want to be able to track some of that as well over time to see how some of these things change. And then just that spatial variability across the sandhills. Uh, you know, I mean, the producers in the western side of the state uh, might have a different plant community. At least that's what some of our preliminary data is showing, is that their species might be a little bit different than what's in the central part of the Sandhills. A lot of this the, that we've seen just in that one year of data collection is the little blue stem becomes much more prevalent as you move east across the Sandhills, uh, and it becomes more of a dominant grass species. So we're trying to, to, to better understand these plant communities because that ties right in to uh, 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 beef cattle production. If what your cattle are eating is what's available to them on these native uh, ecosystems. And so uh, if we can better understand what those plants are, then we can understand what those animals are eating. And then we can understand ways that we can either manipulate that to, to get different plants or better ways that we can manage those cattle on different plant communities that they might be. Uh, consuming and and uh, so so yeah I mean there's a lot of different ways that we can we can really look at this data the big thing here was just to get some really good baseline data and you know the proofs that we worked with have been just excellent they, they're just a wealth of knowledge and uh, we've been able to talk to them and kind of get an idea of what their management strategies are why they do it uh, you know what are some of the limitations between doing uh, something they'd like to do but but just haven't implemented it uh, or, or some of the changes that they've made, generational changes from, uh, you know, we used to do it like this, I changed it like this, and I think it works a lot better this way. Or, or we learned this and we decided to change again and go this other way. And so, you know, there's, there's, there's just a lot that can be learned uh, through this. You know, we kind of look at this as a co-production of science that, uh, you know, we're out there collecting the, the plant species and the data and trying to get all that. And then we take that, that data we collected back to the producer and say, what do you think about this? And, uh, and they, they just, they give us some really good feedback on that. And so, was, you know, with the producers and us and the NRCS, and, you know, it's just been a really fun project to work together with a lot of different people and to, to spend some time uh, out on the rangeland is always a plus. And so, uh, yeah, hopefully in the, as we, as we move through this in the future, we'll be able to, to collect more and, uh, we do have a website that we're we're putting this data on uh, that, that can be accessed. If you, if you go to the BeefWatch article, uh, the website's linked there, and you can you can check it out there on some of the things that we're seeing. Anything else you'd like to add, Dr. Stevenson, as we point towards wrapping this up? Uh, no, I think I think that fairly well covered it. If you have any questions, feel free to call. Thanks again for joining me today. Yeah, thank you. For more information on the article that was discussed in today's Beef Watch podcast, I'd encourage you to visit the beef.unl.ed website. At the website, you will be able to find this article, as well as additional Beef Watch articles, NEB guides, and videos that relate to the topic of range and pasture management.